Have you ever had those moments when you look in the mirror and you think to yourself, I don't even know that person looking back at me. We all have. Throughout the journey of life and the weight of the world, we've moved away from what we enjoyed so much in life and into a life of busy, 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 do, do, do. And we begin to lose ourselves and we don't even realize it. That's what we're talking about today. What returning to yourself really means and how you can take steps to reawaken that voice inside you. You're not a $10 bill. You haven't gone away. You're still there. In today's episode, we talk about ways to reconnect with yourself and reawaken that voice. Join me now. Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. If you're feeling frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller, someone who at one point was sleepwalking my way through life and through life testing, wants to help people speak their truth and set meaningful intention to everyday life. Together, we will share small practical steps that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Welcome to putting attention to intention. There's a passage out of Glennon Doyle's book, Love Warrior, in which she talks about the weight of the world being too much. I think we've all been there, right? When you feel like you're just in a sea of chaos, like a tornado of chaos just around you. And in Glennon's book, you know, she talks about how at, at this moment, with all this chaos, she realizes that she needs some time by herself. So she books herself a hotel room right on the beach, and she sits on the beach for eight hours, just soaking up the sea, the sand, the sun, the smells. And she finally comes back to her room eight hours later, and she calls her mom, as I think we all do in moments of need. And she tells her mom how for the first time, in a long time, she had a good day. And her mom tells her that as a little girl, she loved the sea and loved going to the beach. She would get so excited that she would kick her little feet all around. And at that moment, when she hears that story from her mom, Glennon starts to cry as she realizes that this is the first step in reconnecting with herself. And when I read that Ooh, I felt such a connection in that moment. I literally it was like 930 and typically that I'm getting in about a REM sleep at that time. And when I read that, I jolted out of bed and I had to write that down because I felt so much relevance to that. You know, the way the weight of the world has a way of moving us away from what we've enjoyed so much. And into this world of just busy, 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 do, do, do. And we begin to lose ourselves. And here's the thing, guys. We don't even realize it half the time. 
until that tornado of chaos comes running on through. Pre-COVID days, I like to say my life was trains, planes, and automobiles, which is also one of my favorite John Candy movies. And in that moment when I was just hustling 24-7 and in constant motion, I, I thought I was having a blast. Anybody that would ask me about work, I'd be like, I love it. It's great. It's amazing. I'm traveling. I'm connecting with people. I'm being the air quote brand of the company. But here's what I didn't realize. How much of myself I was leaving behind. I was an avid listener of books and would listen to audible books in the morning. Uh, And on the road, I would listen to it on the road as well. But not until COVID hit, did I bring back the practice of physically touching books, having them in front of me, feeling the words with my hands. And I began to read books before I went to bed. And as I started this practice, this is going to sound hokey, guys, but it's but it's true. It was like my younger self was giving me a warm hug. It was for the first time in a really long time that I felt a connection to myself, almost like I I came home. And as I dug deeper into that thought and those feelings, you know me, I like to deep, I like to dig deep. I think something and then I just start thinking, well, why do I think that way? And And as I started to peel back the onion on why I was thinking this, I had like a duh moment because as a young girl, you couldn't keep a book out of my hands. I would read aloud to people. Um, I, I, I would always have a book in my hands. And I remember very, very vividly, my brother was getting his hair cut. We were young and I brought my book with me and I was sitting on the sofa while he was getting his hair cut. And I was just reading, 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 having the time of my life. And it was it really was a huge part of my life. And over time, with adult needs and requests from the world, I left that part of myself behind. And here I was at 37, returning to myself. And it felt so damn good. And that, my friends, is what I want to talk to you about today is How can you start to return to yourself? What have you let life take from you? Who were you before the world got its hands on you? And how can you return to that person? There's this point in our life as we progress through our journey where we look in the mirror and we think to ourselves, who the hell is that person looking back at me? I I don't even know who I am. And we can spend so much time trying to air quote, find ourselves. And I really think it's about just taking the time to return to ourselves. And so what do I mean when I say that, you know, you'll see online or through any Insta quote, return to yourself. What does that mean? And for me, I think it's about removing these stories that we were told throughout our journey on life and really taking the time to be still and reconnect with the small joys in life that brought you so much happiness as a kid. 
And for me, it's shown up as taking the time to read and write. In my grade school years, to say I was a lackluster student is really an understatement. My family and I can laugh now as to how I've been successful in a career because, man, I was a C student at best. And, you know, now I can look back and I think to myself, well, I was bored. I wanted to socialize. It was difficult for me to sit in a seat and be in a desk and be quiet and listen to the teacher you know, ramble on about something that I really didn't give a shit about. That is until I found Mrs. Doby's eighth grade creative writing class. I just loved that class, the the freeness of it. I, I felt like throughout my whole school day in that class is when I could come alive. And she would just let us write and write and write. And she was really free herself. Like I remember her just kind of almost like Stevie Nicks in uh, she was like a gypsy that would just kind of move through the room. I mean, now, listen, she didn't look as cool as Stevie Nicks. I think she had a jean skirt on 96 percent of the time, but she was just freely moving around the room like she had just had such a free spirit. And now reconnecting in that part of my life of putting pen to paper or in this case, you know, keyboard to paper there's been this reconnection to myself, much like much like reading. I can just feel myself getting this warm hug that says, welcome home. And my friends, I ask you, who was your Mrs. Dobie? How can you feel that same sort of welcome home feeling? And listen, there, there's many ways to do that. However, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that have worked for me in my life. One is beginning to show up for myself and you need to show up for you. I find that my practice of journaling in the morning is really my morning ritual of reconnecting with myself, getting a pulse on how I'm feeling. Why do I feel this way? What do I want for my life? And what can I do today that's going to get me closer to that? And when I hold those promises to myself that I made to myself in that morning, it's like I'm saying to myself, I won't let you down. Taking the time to learn more about yourself. As I've talked about before, shit, did I have a rude awakening when in my late 30s, my girlfriend says to me, what do you want for your life? Yeah, she actually said, knock that shit off. What do you want for your life? (laughs) And I have this revelation that I don't know. And by God, I don't even have a hobby outside of binge drinking. You know, I had become the person everyone else wanted me to be for so long that I didn't even know who I was. And that's what really began this journey of taking the time to hear my own voice that I had silenced for so long taking the time to put pen to paper and write down the dreams of my life and getting curious, you know, and guys, I, I tell you that too. get, get curious, put yourself in a room, light a candle, put pen to paper and really think, what do I want for my life? There's no wrong answer here. You haven't lost you. 
you're not a $10 bill. It's taking the time to hear and listen to yourself speak. We have a great episode about writing down your dreams, and it's called When Was the Last Time You Wrote Down Your Dreams? I guess we're very creative here. (laughs) And if you haven't taken the time to dial into that episode, please do. Please, please do. It'll bridge this connection to you and what you really want. Three, forgive yourself. And I'm going to say that again. Forgive yourself. We are our own worst critics, and I could be here with you for hours, hell, probably days, talking to you about all the times I beat myself up over what, you know, looking back was really minuscule things. God, I would like make myself sick for days thinking to myself, did I say that wrong? Is that person mad at me? Did 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 I disappoint that person? And I'm here to tell you guys. No one gives a shit as much as you do. When you're in that mind space and you're thinking negative thoughts about yourself, it keeps you trapped in this problem state where you're just beating yourself up and you're not in a good headspace. And and here's the beautiful part. You can control this. When I get in these predicaments and hell, I've been in a lot. I find that I like to talk to myself as I would my best friend. If my best friend came to me with this, what advice would I give her? And if I can do that for her, why the hell wouldn't I show up for me? Find a hobby that you love. Everyone has something that they love. You hear me? Everyone. And if you're over there, wherever you are right now, thinking, Meg, I don't. Well, then, my friend, that's a telltale sign that you're in need of connecting with yourself. Get curious. Try many things. You'll figure out what you love. And when you do, make an effort to infuse it into your life. Doing what you love can and will make you so much happier. And that, my friend, is the task this week. Allow yourself to be still and ask yourself, what do I want? Be gentle on yourself. If it doesn't show up right in that moment, it will if you allow yourself to be aware. If you haven't written down your goals, take the time to do so. Put pen to paper and listen to our podcast episode on goals for some thought starters. And three, get curious. If you loved music as a kid, take some time to sit outside with a playlist this week and let the music move you. It can be 15 minutes. If you're like me and reading let you up, take the time to get a book, a physical book that you can touch in your hands and put it on your nightstand and give yourself even 15 minutes to read before bed. If photography was your thing, take the time to walk through your neighborhood and take photos or hell, even on your way to work, you know, and and you don't need a fancy camera in today's world. Use the camera on your phone. You, my friends, are not lost. Your true self is right there waiting for you to hear him or her. They are just buried under this adult 
cultural conditioning, other people's opinions, and inaccurate stories that you've told yourself about who you are. Finding yourself is actually returning to yourself. Consider it almost like an excavation, if you will. It's a remembering of who you were before the world stepped in. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And most importantly, for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do share with your tribe. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this episode meant something to you or you'd like to share something within our community, please reach out to me on Instagram, megan.b.miller. Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, carry on with intention.